This is an EM Pulse Heartbeat with your host, Julia Magana. Welcome back to EM Pulse. I love emergency medicine in part because we collaborate across specialties. One of the major changes in my career is the role of the pharmacist in the emergency department. Before coming to UC Davis, I worked at institutions without a dedicated ED pharmacist. And when I came to UC Davis, I was super excited because we have our own dedicated ED pharmacist. I know many of you out there have a pharmacist in your emergency department as well, and many of you do not. Today, I will talk to Chris Adams, a clinical ED pharmacist at UC Davis. I hope those that have a pharmacist and those that don't will find a few new ways to integrate pharmacy into your emergency department. Chris, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Secretly, I've wanted to join you guys for a long time, so thanks for having me. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I am a emergency medicine pharmacist here at UC Davis. Um, and I've been here about eight years now. I serve and am dedicated to the patient care in the emergency department, so I don't work anywhere else in the hospital. And I also serve as the residency program director for the emergency medicine pharmacy residency program. I'm also a volunteer uh, clinical faculty for the UCSF School of College of Pharmacy and then UC Davis School of Medicine as well. So a lot of different hats, but primarily I work within the emergency department with our physician and nursing staff. For those that don't have an ED clinical pharmacist, or maybe even those that do, define for us what is an ED clinical pharmacist? What are some of the cool things that you guys do? So it's actually a bit of a hard question to answer, and that's because there's no one-size-fits-all for emergency medicine pharmacy practice. Now, I, I certainly will describe what I think uh, fits the mold for an emergency medicine pharmacist, but there definitely are unique models out there that, that will differ significantly from what I describe. An emergency medicine pharmacist globally should be a pharmacist that is dedicated and physically present within the emergency department and obviously should be considered the expert of pharmacotherapy associated with emergency medicine. More specifically, an ED pharmacist should possess specialty training and clinical experience, and maybe even in some cases board certification that allows them to directly and indirectly participate in the care of patients within the emergency department and anticipate the needs of the treatment team. So that way we're not caught off guard when we are faced with a time-sensitive situation. So generally, a ED pharmacist is dedicated to the care of emergency medicine patients. I love that. And I think that piece that you said about dedicated and present is really key because you guys popping into the doc box, asking follow-up questions is just really, really important piece of how you guys make our care so much better. But anticipate your care. Now that you say that, I'm, I'm like, oh, you're right. You guys do come in and are like, are you sure you don't want X, Y, Z? Were you thinking about this? Because I have it prepped for you and ready to go. And that is just absolutely huge. That is part of the educational process that we try to have our residents participate in. They should understand and at least know the basics associated with the evaluation process and the procedures that are taking place so that they know what you're going to need next. It shouldn't just be being caught off guard. It should be that they know exactly what the next steps are. Now, you said about board certification. Forgive my ignorance on this, but um, how does that work with inside of pharmacy? Sure. So it's actually a, a growing area of pharmacy practice. There are different board certifications that are growing as we speak. 
for different specialty areas of uh, pharmacy practice. So a great example is um, critical care pharmacy. So I'm certified in, in critical care, but uh, there is a new emergency medicine pharmacy board certification that will be likely going live here in the next year or two, which I'll be taking, unfortunately, but fortunately, it's good for the, <laughs> the profession. Um, but there's also a, a numerous different um, certifications that you can take as a pharmacist and those board certifications um, continue to expand as the years go on. So you have to have some standardized training and then you take a test to be able to become board certified? Yes. So the requirements include either a residency or a significant amount of experience, given that we have a number of different uh, pharmacists in the profession that have been practicing for 10, even 20 years, um, but they never did a residency. So they should be allowed to you know, participate in board certification if they meet those, those minimum qualifications. Yeah, we're familiar with that mm-hmm. grandfathering and concept with inside of medicine for sure. What are some of the cool roles that you have seen ED clinical pharmacists do? Like, how can they really help out? As I mentioned, most ED pharmacists are trained to take a hands-on approach to patient care. Um, And there is a huge number of different roles that they can play. Um, So obviously, the procurement, preparation, and delivery of medications to bedside is obviously important. But we take that one step further. Oftentimes, that includes priming lines, um, getting infusion pumps ready, titration of those infusion pumps. Um, We're also involved in culture callback programs where we are reviewing culture results from patients that have been discharged from the emergency department to ensure that the regimen the patient was discharged on is appropriate. We're actually going to be taking over peds here in the near future, supposedly. We do a lot of, not at UC Davis, but other institutions are now doing a lot of medication administration. So they're actively engaged in medication administration during cardiac arrests or procedural sedations. Uh, We have new research-based ED pharmacists that their practice is within emergency medicine, but they are focused on expanding the role of pharmacy within a research realm and associated with emergency medicine. A lot of emergency medicine pharmacists are engaged in meds-to-beds programs, where they are during after-hours situations where patients are being discharged from the emergency department after outpatient pharmacies are closed. They're making sure that those patients are discharged with life-saving medications like EpiPens. A lot of uh, pharmacists are now seeking specialty training and fellowship training in toxicology, and some pharmacists are actually serving as the attending on toxicology services where they are the provider in charge of these teams and signing notes and seeing patients independently. Pharmacists are ACLS trained and certified as instructors as well, and so we are ensuring that ACLS compliance takes place. And we're also engaged frequently in disaster medical assistance teams where we're being deployed with these teams around the country to natural disasters. So a huge number of roles for emergency medicine pharmacists, and that's just a few. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the roles that I have really appreciated you guys have undertaken is we sometimes are going to run out of this medicine. So what are the alternatives? How does this look for your clinical practice? I mean, you guys come to our meetings on a regular basis and present what the issue is and what are some of the solutions. And then together, we can come up with what's the best of those solutions that are there. And I really appreciate when you guys do that. Instead of just sending out an email, we're out of this, figure it out, or we're out of this and this is what you're going to do, that clinical back and forth is just invaluable. Shortages, as you may have guessed, are 
frequently the bane of our existence. And so we are just nonstop involved in trying to troubleshoot what we're out of next and what our replacements are. And so it, it's nice to hear that, that it's appreciated, but it, it is a huge challenge on the day-to-day basis of running out of one medication or another and trying to figure out what the next steps are. Right. And having an ED clinical pharmacist that understands what that looks like in actual clinical care versus somebody that's up in a pharmacy that never comes down to the emergency department or a nurse administrator that isn't involved in that day-to-day in the doc box asking these questions, engaging together, it just takes that to another level that I think allows us to deliver better patient care and to problem solve together. I think historically pharmacists have been like this invisible presence. Um, obviously, they've been involved in inpatient care for you know decades, longer than I've been practicing. But the being that they were um, allocated to basements or they were this you know uh, figure that really just provided information but wasn't there to really understand the care that was taking place. And so to have somebody physically present within the emergency department to understand what the challenges are associated with patient care and the patient population that we're dealing with, I think it changes the game completely. Absolutely it does. I mean, there is not a shift for me that goes by where I don't interact with a ED clinical pharmacist in one way, shape or another. And that has been a real game changer for me in providing safe care for my patients, especially in PEDS where all of our doses are weight-based, right? And so we really have to watch out for that piece of it. And you guys double-checking, that's really important. So I think we've kind of addressed this a little bit about how does an ED clinical pharmacist impact care, but are there any studies that are available or any data that you have that can show how having somebody in your department impacts our patient's care? This is actually a strange place with pharmacy practice because Pharmacy practice is an interesting dilemma or has an interesting dilemma associated with it. We've always been faced with uh, the finances associated with having these clinical pharmacists in specialty care. How do you bill for the services that we provide? There currently are, there are very poor ways to do that. And so to show to hospital administration that having a clinical pharmacist is important and advantageous is a little bit more challenging. We can't bill for services. We can't bill for the amount of time that we spend with a patient or a task that we complete. So it, it, it is a little challenging, but because of that, there have been numerous studies that have evaluated the presence of a pharmacist in different areas to show the benefit and to try and show to different administrators that it is important to have a pharmacist in those areas. There's been a number of different studies that have looked at uh, a reduction in overall errors associated with medications within the emergency department. And that's been conducted a number of times and shown consistently that ED pharmacists do decrease the number of errors. Another area is uh, STEMI team activation and time of patients going to cath lab. So having an ED pharmacist present significantly decreases the amount of time required to get a patient to the cath lab, which is obviously really important from a number of different standpoints. Transitions of care is another area where we tend to really help patient care. We oftentimes will optimize care for patients and ensure that um, revisits are unnecessary. So decreasing the amount of times that patients are returning to the emergency departments is really important. TPA and TNK or alt-place administration for stroke patients is another area of increasing focus for institutions. And so pharmacists in the emergency department tend to decrease the amount of time it takes for a patient to get TPA or TNK. 
The timeliness of antibiotics in sepsis is another huge area of concern for most institutions. And so pharmacists being in the emergency department really helped to decrease the amount of time it's required to get patients the appropriate antibiotics for sepsis. I love that. And those are all metrics that so many of us are being held to. So we'll put these into the citations so you can take a look at this and uh, take it back to your department where you can have somebody to help improve your time to antibiotics or door to uh, TPA, whatever it is. This is a way to help impact that. So, Chris, what do you see as the future of pharmacy integration into clinical care? Where are we going with this? So I think you've actually already kind of nailed it. So increased integration across the board. And so what that means is that you'll see or have pharmacists available for a number of different areas of practice, both direct and indirect patient care. So as I mentioned previously, the key here is uh, billable services. And so finding a way for pharmacists to bill for the actual services that they're providing to patients. And so As that develops, as time goes on, we will see ways in which pharmacists get creative and how they are billing for services. Um, And so that will uh, hopefully increase the amount of availability for pharmacists to be at bedside. So you'll see probably more integrations of pharmacists with clinical teams taking care of patients. So that's the first obvious answer. The second one, I think, is uh, an increase in pharmacists being involved in academics, and integrated into the education of both physicians, nursing staff, as well as uh, pharmacy. Um, And so as time goes on and uh, we see an increase in the availability of billing for services, we'll also see pharmacists being integrated more into these academic settings or being brought on as faculty for schools of medicine or departments of of emergency medicine. Um, We'll also see a huge increase in the number of community-based or rural-based emergency medicine pharmacists. So uh, these small outlying emergency departments will likely see an increase or interest in having an emergency medicine pharmacist based in their emergency department to maximize the amount of patient safety and quality that we're providing patients. Another area that we're really interested in is um, getting engaged with the education of emergency medical services. So engaging our EMS teams and providing education to maximize their patient safety and quality. We really want to be involved in that aspect of patient care. And there already is a number of different examples where pharmacists are engaged in that type of education and quality improvement. I love it. Well, thank you, Chris, so much for your time today. I really appreciate learning about this. And I hope that we can keep learning together and exploring how we can all be better together. It's a pleasure. Thank you again for having me. And I'm I'm just happy to be here and talk about something that I'm so passionate about. I hope you enjoyed that discussion as much as I did. I know I learned a lot today, even though I am so blessed to have a ED clinical pharmacist on almost all of my shifts. I hope that you take a few of these nuggets home with you and are able to take this to your department and say why this is so important. It is incumbent upon all of us to care for our patients the best that we can. And this is another way that we can do that. See you all next time.